Hey guys, welcome back to the Movie Podders podcast for our third episode with myself, Brian, and my good friend, Ryan. How are you doing today, Ryan? Not too bad, yourself? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Um, been to see anything exciting at the cinema? Yes. What did you well, go see? Uh, yeah, I went and saw Dunkirk yesterday. I believe you did as well. I did. Last night I went with some friends to see Dunkirk at the IMAX in Sheffield. Did you Did you enjoy it? Very much so. Very much so. Yeah, it was really good. Um, very, very intense. Yeah. Uh, all the way through it. Not <laughs> much. Not much dialogue. No. In this film, uh, but excellent as a film, um, like filmmaking. It, like I don't know if there's anyone better than Nolan. He's so good. Yeah. Um. So, a uh, little little breakdown of what we're going to be discussing today. We've got some trailers to go over. Um, there's actually loads of trailers today guys so what we're probably going to do is discuss a few of them then myself and Ryan will give you a little idea of what trailers we think you should check out uh, but we will post on our Twitter and our Instagram um, a full list of all the trailers at least I think it's a full list there might have been some we've missed there's, <laughs> there's been absolutely loads loads this week and then we'll get to the news uh, things that have sort of interested us in the past week and then we'll do the rundown again, just all the news stories that we don't have time to cover. Um, we've got our favourites discussion this week and some Twitter questions as well. So, Ryan, do you want to tell us what the first trailer is about? Yeah, so the first one that we had a, a wee watch of was Blade Runner 2049. Um, it's produced by Warner Brothers and directed by Ridley Scott. Uh, a wee synopsis, Blade Runner 2049 is an upcoming American neo-noir science fiction film directed by uh, Denis Villeneuve and written by Hampton Fancher and Michael Green. It is the sequel to 1982's Blade Runner and stars Ryan Gosling, who's also been in Driver, La La Land and it also stars Harrison Ford, obviously from Star Wars, Indiana Jones, etc., uh, who, who, sorry, who reprises his role as Rick Deckard with Anna de Armas, Mackenzie Davis, Sylvia Hoeks, Lenny James, Carla Julie. No, wait, I'm going to cut this bit out. Give <laughs> <laughs> it in, give it in. Uh, <laughs> Carla Robert, R- Robin Wright and Dave Batista. Big Dave Batista. Um, also starring Jared Leto in supporting roles. So quite a lot of supporting roles there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the the film will be re- released globally on October sixth, two thousand seventeen, in two D, three D, and IMAX three D. Yeah. Um, so, have you saw the original before? I've never. No. Um, I will watch it before before the the trailer comes out. That's why I love I love it when they do like sequels like years later because. It always encourages me to go back and see the original if I never have. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this trailer looked really good. Yeah. So I had for me, obviously, because it's it's sort of new to me, Blade Runner. Um, I kind of thought it looked like there's like little bits of like Mad Max in there, and also the film that was out recently, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Just with sort of all the visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's better than Ghost in the Shell. Um, although I I did I didn't. Hate hate that film. I thought it was I thought it was okay. Um, big Ryan Gosling fan these days. I've never used to be, but the last sort of three or four years, um, after the Nice Guys came out, I went and watched a bunch of other stuff he's been in. I actually really enjoy him. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrison Ford. Um, <laughs> I love his Indiana Jones and I love his Han Solo. So um, yeah, looking forward to seeing it. Jared Leto for me is a bit hit or miss. Mm-hmm. As the Joker, he's okay. Um, he's if he's great in Dallas Buyers Club. Um, he's really good in that. So, but he's a bit weird, Jared Little. So sometimes he can be a bit over the top, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it looks visually it looks stunning. Yeah. Um, which is really exciting. I thought the little scene with Dave Batista at the start when he sort of. Um, it looks like Ryan Gosling's came to kill him, sort of thing. It's the most acting I've ever got out of Dave Batista, and I thought he, was, I thought, like I thought he was really good. I know it was only, he only says like two things. Um, I just enjoyed seeing him. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, well, I, 
I, I have seen the original. It was a long time ago, so I don't remember it clearly. Um, but I, I have seen the original, and like the, the first, as you were saying, like Ghost in the Shell seemed to take like a page right out of um, its book with the the visuals and everything, like with like the big three D ads and all that type yeah. of stuff. Um, so yeah, definitely feels like it's carrying on like that that kind of vibe, but it's um, does have that kind of dystopian future. Yeah. feel going on to it so um, same kind of thoughts in the way of like Ryan Gosling as well I, I really didn't like I wasn't a fan of him to begin with and then I saw him in a few things and I think it was Nice Guys was one of the ones that kind of tipped me over the edge like I saw him in I think La La Land before that oh really um, yeah like I, Nice Guys was like I, I was late to the party on that one um, but yeah I saw him in La La Land and I really liked him in that so so nice guys after that and again I was like yeah, I was like oh he was actually quite good in that and yeah. I think it was something else again so I'm at, and after that again and have you seen Driver? no not saw Driver no Drivers you should watch Driver it's really good um, but yeah I was saying that to say that yesterday actually that I, I'm mo- getting more and more on the Ryan Gosling train so yeah um, yeah looking forward to, to him being in it I don't know about Harrison, I, I, I saw there was a, I think there was a scene in it where you see him running, and I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> please stop!" Uh, so I don't know. We'll see if he's phoning it in or if it's going to be another yeah. Star Wars you, number. Because you never know if Harrison Ford actually wants to do the movie or not. Yeah. It like looks like he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know because you hear all these rumours about how like he doesn't like because he didn't want to be in like he didn't want to be in Star Wars the the last one that was out there, um, Force Awakens. Um, but then he, he was Han Solo and he was great in the last one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. hopefully hopefully he's fond of Blade Runner and he wants to do it. But yeah. you, you really don't know. He's, like he, he, You have no idea. Um, so what what's the next trailer? Uh, next one is A Wrinkle in Time. So this is a Disney movie directed by Ava DuVernay. Um, quick synopsis. A Wrinkle in Time is based on the book by the same name written by Madeleine Longo. So right. glad you're saying these names and not me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, a 13-year-old Meg Murray's classmates and teachers see her as a troublesome and stubborn student. Her family knows that she is emotionally immature, but also sees that she is capable of doing great things. The family includes her beautiful scientist mother, her missing scientist father, her athletic 10-year-old twin brothers Sandy and Dennis, and her five-year-old brother Charles Wall- Wallace Murray. Um, a pr- child prodigy genius who can sometimes read Meg's mind. Um, so in this movie we've got Oprah Winfrey, Reese Witherspoon, Mindy Kaling, Storm Reid, Zach Galifianakis, and Chris Prine. Prine? Prine, aye, that's, that's how he says it. <laughs> alright. <laughs> um, did you like the look of this? Uh, it looks alright, yeah. Um, very Disney, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, it looks... Uh, uh, I think I said to you the other day there. It reminds me a bit of like Scrooge, where it's you've got yeah. like all the fairies and they're going to go through some kind of moral story or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I should look to Sarah. I thought it'd probably be more up her like tree, but she wasn't too into it. So um, I'm not too sure. But yeah, it looks alright. It'll probably something I'll go and see when it's on. Um, I think it looks great. I love the. I mean, like Disney films, it's very, very colourful. There's some great like, like shots of like the different scenes and stuff. Um, it looks a bit creepy at times as well, which would be like classic Disney, like Pinocchio and mm-hmm. like the Little Mermaid and stuff like that, which are really creepy. Um, that bit with the basketball. See when they're in the sort of like little cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. And all the kids have got the basketball, and that woman's comes out. I thought that looked really creepy. It reminds me of I don't I don't think you've ever seen any episodes, but like Black Books, not Black yeah. Books, Black Mirror, Black Mirrors, yeah. Um, that sort of creepy vibe. Um, I think we discussed a lot when we were talking about Wonder Woman in the first episode. How much I like Chris Pine these days, so um, I'm kind of glad he's in it. Obviously, Oprah. I've only ever, I think I've only seen Oprah on one thing, and that was uh, the Butler, and she was amazing in it. <laughs> Um, really good. Um, I hope I really hope Zach Galifianakis has a serious role. I quite like him when he does. Yeah, serious stuff. Um, probably more so than his his comedy. But I I think this really good looks really good. But 
the problem with Disney is I've been um, drawn in by Disney things before, only to go see it and it be a bit disappointing. Did you did you see Tomorrowland? Yes. And I I I was really excited for that film. I thought it looked great. Yeah, same. Um, just this sort of like um, new new sort of story that we could, we could get like there wasn't a, a remake or anything it wasn't them doing just a live action of the the cartoons that they've got out. even though a lot of their live action stuff's great and it's the same with this like obviously it's, a, it's based on a book but it's for most people this is going to be a brand new story sort of brand new fantasy world um so in general i'm, I'm pretty excited about it but um just a little bit cautious just because um Probably because of Tomorrowland, it was a bit meh. Yeah. So it looked, the trailers looked great, and even the little. Uh, they, did you see the little um, when you were at the cinema? They did instead of doing a trailer, they did like a full scene. No, I've not saw that. No, they did like a full. No, I mean not for a wrinkle time. I mean for Tomorrowland. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, they did that, and so even even with that, I've sort of drawn in. So I'm kind of hoping it's not like just another scenario. Where it looks great in the trailer, but actually the film just lacks, um, just a bit of. I don't even know what what Tomorrowland lacked, but it's just a bit. I think. Like, I think the problem with Tomorrowland was they ad uh, advertised it as something it wasn't. Like I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think like the uh, Tomorrowland like example you're given is probably like a really good one because. This could probably end up going the same way because I was the same. Like I was really looking forward to Tomorrowland, and I thought it was going to be something completely different. But the story just really wasn't any good. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's probably it. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll move on to the next, the last, last sort of trailer we've got here. Yeah. So the the last big one we've got is for Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Um, so this is a Fox movie um, directed by Matthew Vaughn. So he's returning for his sequel to the the first one. Um, so the synopsis in this one the agents of the Kingsman head to the United States to join forces with the Statesman Kingsman's American counterpart after Kingsman's headquarters is destroyed by Poppy a member of the secret group the Golden Circle and a notorious criminal mastermind Uh, so in this we've got Colin Firth Julianne Moore, Taron Edgerton Mark Strong, Halle Berry Channing Tatum and Jeff Bridges Did you like this trailer? Yeah, it's alright. I've seen it quite a few times. Like it's been, I think the trailers or the first trailer, sorry, has been kicking about for a wee while. So I don't know that there was too much more added in it. I think it was just more. I feel like you got to see a wee bit more of the bad guy, who's the guy from Game of Thrones. Um, but uh, yeah, seemed alright. Um, grown to it a wee bit more. I don't, I don't think I was really up for a, a sequel initially, but I'm kind of grown to it a wee bit more. So yeah, it's alright. I liked it. There was a lot more Colin Firth in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, obviously in the first one it's just him at the end, isn't it? You've certainly a lot more of him. Uh, probably seen a lot more of the action scenes as well. Um, the one I'm thinking in particular is when Eggsy's sort of fighting three guys. Um, sort of in sort of like a yard type kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I loved the first Kingsman. It yeah. was probably one of the biggest surprises of the year when it came out. Um, I remember watching the trailer for the first one and thinking, this looks a bit terrible. <laughs> um, but it's, it's almost a kind of spoof movie um, for, like, spy movies, isn't it? Yeah. Um, done really well. And, like, if someone had told me Colin Firth was going to play an action hero and you're going to love him, I'd <laughs> have been like, no chance, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, um, so I don't know how they're going to bring him back to life. Obviously, spoilers, he dies in the first one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like three, it's three years ago or something like that, two, two or three years ago. If you've not seen it, you're obviously not in a hurry to see it. Um, he, um, he's back in this one, so I don't know how they're going to do it, but I don't really care because I feel like Kingsman is kind of silly enough that they'll get away with it. Yeah, kind of, I kind of feel... I'm kind of with you on that, but then at the same time... I want them to come up with like some decent reason for him being back. I don't want to. I don't want like a silly reason because then it kind of does away with his motivation, like Eggsy's motivation. Like at the end of the the last one when he's like obviously all kind of riled up because his mentors died. 
No, so, yeah, but at the same time, he doesn't know that his mentor's alive. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but in general, yeah, the trailer looks it looks fun. Like I guess that's the main thing I took away from mm-hmm. it. Like the first film, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, so Jeff Bridges is obviously in it now, which who's who I love. Channing Tatum um, uh, is okay. I like him in comedies. He's good in um, what's that one he's in with. Jonah Hill, Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, they're quite good films. Um, so, looking for, in general, looking forward to this one. Um, should probably definitely check out, especially if you enjoyed the uh, Kingsman. Yeah, and uh, I think we, uh, I think Channing Tatum in this, I'm particularly looking forward to because I think he will probably have some kind of comedic elements in in this one. Yeah. It's not just going to be like all action. Uh, and then a wee side note: I really wish they would do away Eggsy's glasses. They annoy me like unnecessarily. Uh, I can't deal with how stupid they look so I really wish that they would do with those glasses <laughs> you've, you've see, you seem to have an issue with people's appearances Ryan. I do, <laughs> and what of it last week it was Michael B. Jordan's hair and this week it's uh, glasses Taron, what's, his, what's he called, Taron Egerton aye, you've got an issue with his glasses yeah Ryan's a fashion guru guys, if you don't know <laughs> what, like, if, if you don't know what Ryan looks like you should you should check out, have you got pictures of yourself on Instagram um, probably do, yeah. And full <laughs> disclosure, I'm doing this in my boxers, so fashion at its height. Uh-huh. So if you do know what Ryan looks like, you've probably <laughs> probably thrown up a wee bit in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as I said at the beginning of the show, there's loads of loads and loads of trailers this week. Um, I think there's over 20. It's a yeah. bit ridiculous. So what we're going to do is we're just going to see three trailers each that we we think you should check out. We'll just tell you the name of the trailer, who's in them, and then if you want to go check them out, you can. But what we'll do, as I said, is we'll put up a list of the trailers on Twitter and a list of them on Instagram as well, just so you can see the full listing. If you want to check them out at your leisure, if you've got like an hour to waste, you can <laughs> sit and watch a bunch of trailers. Um, I'll go first. Uh, the three for me, the first one would be Wind River, which looks like a sort of thriller with Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. Then there's a movie which is going straight to uh, Netflix called Bright, which is the director of Suicide Squad, David Ayer, uh, with Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Will Smith described it as um, a training day meets Lord of the Rings. And then the last film is um, The Shape of Water, which is by Del Toro. Um with Michael Shannon and Octavia Spencer in it. Um, I would check out those three trailers. Um, don't check out... Is it The Veal? Or The Veal? Something yeah. like that. <laughs> it looks awful, guys. Aye, Stay away from it. What about yourself? What three trailers would you recommend? Uh, I have not got quite as much information on the, the movies as you do, but I'll just mention the three that caught my eye when, when I watched them. Um, I liked all the ones um, you've mentioned there as well, but the ones that... Um, I kind of particularly liked was The Snowman. Now, this is not a Christmas film. It is... <laughs> um, again, it's, it's like a thriller, um, yeah. from what I can tell. Uh, it's got Fassbender in it. Um, I can't remember who the female like, kind of lead was in it. But, um, yeah, Fassbender's like the, the main person with the looks of it in it. Uh, so I would check that one out if you can. Uh, Disaster Artist as well, which is with like James Franco and his crew by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, and it's based on the making, so it's a movie about a movie that was like the worst movie ever made apparently, The the Room. I've not saw it before, so I'm going to check it out before um, I see the actual movie, but uh, that looked quite good. And uh, the last one was Briggs Bay Bear. Uh, that one just looks really bizarre and different and I was mentioning to you before it gives me a bit of a Cloverfield Lane vibe um, with the boy he looks like he's I don't know like trapped in some kind of bunker or not trapped but he's living in some kind of bunker or something yeah. so uh, yeah that that one kind of caught my eye as well and it looks I, um, quite quirky and uplifting yeah yeah it does um um, I, I would join Brian very much so on the veil and the one to avoid. It looks quite awful. Um, the other one I would actually maybe just throw in as well, which surprised me because I was quite looking forward to it. And I wouldn't, it's only the first trailer, but one that kind of turned me off when you see it is Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah. I, I did not like the look of that at all. It looked. It looks like a toy advert. Yeah, the Eagles look uh, really different from what they did in the first one. And I. 
my hope for that is just to talk about that a wee bit. My hope is that I I'm hoping that that's an advert within the film. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what it is. It seems to give that impression that like yeah, John Boyega's character who makes me more excited for Pacific Rim because I think he's amazing. But I think it's just an advert for people to become Jaegers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, you're probably right with that. So hopefully that's why they they look a bit. I don't know. They look a bit more slick, don't they, than the, yeah. the original ones? But I kind of liked the fact that they were big, like clumpy things. Yeah, like uh, it reminded me of again. As I say, you're probably right with the, the thing about it being an advert, so they do look slicker than probably what they actually are in the movie. But I hope that it doesn't happen. Like the same time, same type of thing like happens as what did with um, Transformers. Like I remember, I loved the look of the, the Transformers in the first movie, but the second one. I don't know what they did. Like they changed whoever was doing like the artwork or something. Like something changed. And the like Transformers didn't look the same as what they, they did. Try to make them more human. Like yeah, didn't they? Yeah, it was, it was just there was something off. So yeah. I hope that the same thing doesn't happen with this because I loved like Pacific Rim. The, the first one was brilliant. So I really hope that they don't do um, the same again. But yeah. Um, otherwise, as I say, I'll see how. Hopefully we get like another trailer soon that will give us a wee bit better ideas to what it's all about. Yeah, um, no, definitely. But yeah, check out check out all the trailers. Um, make up your own mind whether they're they're worth going to see or not. Mm-hmm. Um, these are just the ones we would recommend, and the ones one in particular that we recommend you stay away from. <laughs> um, so we'll move on to news. We we bit of sad news at, at the start of the week. Um, George Romero and Martin Landau uh, both passed away this week. Um, George Romero, um, sort of the, I guess if you like the the king of zombies, yeah. Um, the Night of the Living Dead and, and Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Martin Martin Landau, uh, Mission Impossible, which was a TV show. That's the th- seems to be the sort of thing he was kind of most famous for. He was also in uh, Nine. Um, I don't know if you remember that. It was a little animation film. He he, did, he was number two. He was in Entourage as well. Um, he, he was in loads of stuff though, like absolutely. Like if you look at his IMDb page, it's just full of, um, full of uh, references for all the stuff he's been in. So yeah, pretty sad news at the beginning of the week. Obviously, two, two people who influenced movies. I mean, obviously with the George Romero one, a couple of direct. I mean, I saw James Gunn and Edgar Wright tweeting out about him, and we probably wouldn't have Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Without Dawn of the Dead and and obviously uh, Night of the Living Dead, which was the f- one of his first ones, wasn't it? That was I think a way back. Yeah, that was his first. Yeah, that was a uh, sixty-eight. That one was. Well, yeah, I uh, for for me like it's John uh, sorry George even um, Romero that stands out like Dawn of the Dead. I saw that a fair few times and. Uh, it, it's like looking back at it now, it looks obviously very dated and quite like cheesy. But um, at the, the time, it really like, like set did the mark for like zombie movies, and it was like its own kind of genre. But that that point, or he he created his own genre. So uh, yeah, I was quite gutted when I heard that um, he'd passed. Yeah, um, I think it probably a lot of people like I, I'm a bit bad for watching sort of older stuff at times. Um, I do watch older films, but I'm I'm not as in that much of a hurry to watch it, but like I was saying, we we don't have Don't Shaun of the Dead or or Zombieland or even The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. probably without these kinds of movies coming first. And there's there's loads of people probably watching, have watched those movies or watching currently watching The Walking Dead, um, who probably don't know who George Romero is, um, which is kind of sad. So, but yeah, probably go check out Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead if you've not if you've not seen them before, especially if you do like zombie films. You should probably see where they, they sort of began. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next bit of mo- movie news is uh, D23. There's loads of stuff. The next three pieces of news are actually from D23 uh, last week. Um, the cast for Aladdin has been announced, at least at least uh, some of it. We don't have a Jafar yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got Mena Masood. Um, who's I have no idea who he is. He's in some TV shows. The two main ones seem to be Open Heart and Jack Ryan. Um, he's playing Aladdin. We've got no- Naomi Scott, who was in Terra Nova, and she was in the 
the recent Power Rangers. She will be yeah, Yasmin. And we've got Will Smith, obviously Bad Boys, Independence Day, like Men in Black, High Robot, you name it. Obviously we all know who Will Smith is. Um, so what do you think of the casting, Ryan? Are you happy with it, not happy with it? Any worries? Yeah, well, just mention on that, he's a genie. Um, he's been cast as a genie there. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not sure how I feel. Like I'm, the, the, doesn't give me no reason to doubt them because their track record, like as of late, has been pretty good. So, um, but at the same time, I don't know who the first two people are. Um, I've, I can't think of anything I've saw them in. Um, and then well, I've got no, no problems with Will Smith being a genie. Like he's a good probably he's probably a good choice because he's got like the chat and. He's quite kind of charismatic, but he's got the chat. Hi, <laughs> he does. Hi, <laughs> uh, he's got the chat. He does so. Ah, he does. Um. <laughs> he's he's no Robin Williams, so yeah. I think whoever whoever's going to be cast as a genie is always going to be compared to Robin Williams. So it's it's a difficult one. Um, so I don't know. Need to see see how it goes. It makes me see like the first bit from it, but um, it's something I wanted them to give a go. Like. To, to try and redo so we'll see yeah. how it goes um, Will Smith for me is a bit of a sorry I was scratching my beard there you know me to do that it's going to be picked up on the, the microphone um, Will Smith for me I've, I've went off him a lot recently um, I watch these things I don't know if you've, you've seen them with the Hollywood Reporter they do these things called round tables and you get they get like a bunch of actors on the round table, and they sort of there's a mediator who who throws in some questions, but in general the actors all sort of talk to themselves and ask themselves questions. And just the way he came across, I was just like, I don't know if I like you. Um, I think a lot of what we see of him in public is like all show mm-hmm. sort of thing. And his his movies recently haven't been as good. Um, I feel a bit sorry for him though because I think everyone's come out like obviously like. Uh, no one can be uh, what Robin Williams was and stuff like that and so it's quite a difficult yeah. it's a really difficult like I mean there's some big shoes to to step into do you know what I mean um, especially like if you're in your, your sort of mid-twenties to your mid-thirties like Robin Williams was probably a big part of your childhood as well through Mrs. Doubtfire is, and, and things like that um, Jumanji do you know what I mean so when he was cast as a genie, he was a natural choice for us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he, he's the best character in, well, in my opinion anyway, in Aladdin. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I wasn't that keen on Will Smith being dead shot. Um, but then actually, he was maybe the best thing in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I do agree. I think we've mentioned Suicide Squad every episode so far. <laughs> can, I get, can I get away from that film? <laughs> um uh, Men in a suit, no idea who he is, so that doesn't excite me. Doesn't it? But it doesn't bother me. Like when films cast unknowns, I don't have an, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, because there's no reason to be, there's no reason to be upset about it. It could, it may end up being a really good thing as well because, like, if they cast a big name, sometimes it can take you out of the movie a wee bit because you see, like, I think. Like they they see you see that person first before you see Aladdin sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, Naomi Scott, um, I've watched a couple of episodes of Terra Nova, but I never I don't remember her in it. I only remember the the girl from S Club Seven. <laughs> uh, and Power Rangers, um, which was okay. She she was okay in that. So again, no problems with her being cast. Um, I think though, um, there has been a bit of controversy. With her casting, so. um, just because she's her, I think um, one of her parents is is British and one of her parents is Indian, and people are saying that they should have cast an Arab to be to be Yasmin. So there has been it was on Twitter. Obviously, um, most people will find something to to moan about. Um, I don't have a big problem with it. I, I'm not a fan of. Hollywood obviously does have a an a history of whitewashing their movies. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure this could this is the case this time, but um, I don't know. What about the other two guys? Are you bothered happy about them? Bothered about them? 
Um, no, I'm the same as you. Like, I'm again. I probably would prefer. I think them being unknowns, but it's just I've got nothing really to to refer to to say. Yeah, they'll be good in the yeah. roles that they're playing. So um, I can't really say. Um, it's so long as they they kind of do the job. I suppose that's the main thing. So we'll just need to wait until we see a trailer or something just to get an idea as to what the performances are yeah. going to be like. I wonder what they're going to do with Genie oh, as well. You cut out what? Oh, you were cutting out on me there. Hopefully that will be all right on the, uh, on the podcast. I'll, I'll keep a note of it, um, and then I'll go back and I'll have a wee listen and check and see what it's like. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I wonder what they're going to do with the, the genie. Um, if it's just going to be, or I'm assuming it's just going to obviously be a, a CGI character or, or what. Yeah, like pantomime style. Like that's what <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about this as well. How are they going to do it? <laughs> Um, I don't know, we'll see yeah. uh, we'll move on to the next couple of stories quickly because we've got quite a bit to get through still yeah. um, obviously D23 they did they showed us Star Wars behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, just it was about three, three or four minutes long just um, like the set pieces the the practical effects and, and stuff anything that, that sprung out to you when you were watching the behind the scenes footage no, and to be honest, I didn't really watch it. So, oh, really? <laughs> no, I, I was too busy trying to avoid some one of the things we're going to talk about <laughs> next. That uh, I missed right. like a lot of Star Wars stuff. I did hear one thing though about something to do with Ray's lightsaber or something about her wearing a, with her hood up. I don't really, I don't really know what that was about. But uh, oh, I think that yeah, there's maybe a bit they were talking about whether she was training or not, right. um, or running away from people. Um, for those of you who don't know, Ryan. Um, in general would not watch trailers mm-hmm. or anything so it's actually killing him a little bit that he has to watch trailers now <laughs> yeah. to, so that we can talk about them uh, not about him, about them um, I'll just give you a quick couple of things that obviously you see a few clips of Carrie Fisher in the behind the scenes stuff with sort of interacting with the cast and they're all kind of like they're really they're quite nice clips, the last one you see is her dancing with Mark Hamill Mm. Um, which is quite a nice, nice little clip to see. Um, the practical effects look amazing. Nice. Um, I'm so glad that they're that, like since Disney's take, taken over Star Wars that they've went back to practical effects. I think we've seen the benefit of it in the last two, two movies. Mm-hmm. And even though special effects are better than they've ever been, but that some of the some of the animals that they've or aliens that they've they've made. For this new film, look amazing. I think I think they look great. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Um, some of the set pieces as well just look unbelievable. Um, I think visually, like the like Rogue One and like The Force Awakens, it's going to be it's going to be great. I get I I get proper excited when I was watching the the behind the scenes stuff. If you if you're a Star Wars fan and you're not um, scared like Ryan to <laughs> to to watch it, definitely check it out. I think you you won't be disappointed. I don't I don't know what there would be in it to be disappointed about, other than maybe you feel that you've too much has been given away for you. That's the only, the only thing. Um, but we'll move on to the next next story. Um, D twenty three last week they showed the trailer for Avengers: Infinity War, a teaser trailer. Um, so we're just going to talk a wee bit about that when we think we might get it whether we're excited about it or not. Um, do you have any do you have any sort of guesses as to when we might actually get to see this trailer for the first time? Uh, no. Um, I'm, I've no idea. Like I've mentioned to you briefly before we, we started that um, I'd like heard something the other day where somebody was talking about it and how like this time last year it was um, Guardians was a big thing that they were um, promoting at Comic-Con and they, they kept everything quiet on that and no tra- trailers were leaked or anything and it, you didn't get anything for a few months until you got like an actual trailer so I, I'm scared it's going to be as long as that because like I'm absolutely buzzing to see this every day on Twitter I've been checking and seeing if there's like anything dropped for it yet at all but unfortunately not so yeah I've no idea what's to when it's going to get released but I'm hoping it's going to be after Comic Con I'm hoping that they won't be able, to keep, be able to keep that like under wraps and it's going to be after that, so we'll need to wait and see, I suppose. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the likely the chances that uh, there has to be a high chance that obviously this is Saturday morning we're recording this. Is that later today or tomorrow we might actually get to see it? The reason I think there's a good chance after Comic Con is like obviously D, it's shown at D twenty three. My understanding of D twenty three it's more sort of press at D twenty three as opposed to fans that get into these rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and security at Disney is insane. I think they've all got to hand in their mobile phones before they go into these rooms. Um, although one of the one of the guys we follow, I'm sure we both follow, is uh, Christian Harloff. He was actually he was tweeting a lot through D23 about what what had just come up. So maybe that's yeah. changed. I don't know. I um, but very strict. Whereas Comic Con every year there's leaked trailers. Like I can't remember the last I can't remember a Comic Con where there hasn't been a leaked trailer. Yeah, and if as soon as it gets leaked, they'll probably release it themselves. Yeah, they want to beat it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I won't watch a leaked trailer because I don't want to watch yeah. for the first time on like someone's crappy little phone at an angle. Um, I want to watch it like HD full screen. Like um, the, for those who don't know the trailer, I mean, got standing ovation. People were going like my Twitter was. Going insane with everyone talking about how amazing this um, trailer was. They gave some details away, which I won't share just in case, just so that people don't can have a a fresh take on it when they when they watch it for the first time. But it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I might actually wet myself <laughs> when when I see it. Like I don't know if I, I can I'll be able to contain myself when I oh. actually see it for the first time. Uh, and that's just the trailer. I'm not even talking about the movie. Um. So that's kind of news that sort of stuck out to us uh, this week. So I'll quickly just go through the rundown. A bunch of stuff, like, again, there's been loads of news this week, probably because of D23 mm-hmm. and because, obviously, Comic-Cons this weekend as well. Um, so I'll just quickly run through them. There, at D23, there was a Mary Poppins teaser. Um, it's just really showing you her as Mary Poppins, Emily Blunt, that is. Um, and we found out it will be set 25 years after the original. Um, apparently the footage from the live-action Lion King absolutely blew everyone away. Um, and Wreck-It Ralph 2 is going to feature CP3O and the Disney Princesses. Um, production for the live-action Dumbo has officially started. Um, Olo's Frozen Adventure was announced, which is a sequel to Frozen. Um, Tom Holland wants Tobey Maguire to play Uncle Ben. It's not going to happen. Um, War of the Planet of the Apes overtook Spider-Man at the box office last weekend. Um, Mark Ruffalo says there will never be a standalone Hulk movie in the MCU. Although, I think he does want one, but he's just not convinced it will ever happen. Mm. Um, there's going to be two mystery DC movies for 2020. John Watts is in talks to return as a Spider-Man director. Uh, Shazam will be the next DC movie after Aquaman. Uh, Michael B. Jordan gives us the first picture for Fahrenheit 451 on his Instagram. Um, Kevin Spacey is cast as a writer of as writer Gore Vidal in the new Netflix movie Gore. Uh, Legion's Noah, Noah Hawley is working on a Doctor Doom movie. Ben Stiller and Dev Patel are cast for Chippendales. And Ben Affleck's Batman future is in doubt as Warner Brothers uh, plots a franchise. Uh, there's an article, Hollywood Reporter uh, posted an article about that, um, which makes me sad. Yeah. Because Batfleck is the best. Yeah, it's quite gotten, and it's going to like really shake, like shake things up in, in that end, and it's, it's, it's going to... I don't know, it's, it's going to put me off, like the... Yeah. The um, DCEU, because... I like that Batman and I like what they're doing with it and to start changing it then it's just going to, I don't know, mess with people and people are, I think they'll get bored with changing stuff too much, so... Yeah. yeah. No, that's annoying. But um, do you want to take the next? Tell, tell us what we're going to do next. Yeah, um, so this section is our little favourite section. Um, so this week we've, um, because obviously the release of Dunkirk and we've both seen it now. Uh, we thought we'd do favourite war movies. Um, so we've made a wee list of our movies. We'll pick out a favourite um, and then just give some honourable mentions as well. Uh, so you want to go first? Yes. Yeah, so I, I, obviously, just like last week, I'll just say mine and I'll not say any others just in case I announce yours. But 
I didn't know where to go with this, but I, I went with Hacksaw Ridge. Oh. It's my favourite, my favourite war movie. Okay. Interesting. Um, I, I didn't think you were going to go for that. I thought you were going to go for the one which is mine. I thought we were, we were probably going to end up having the same. Um, but mine's is the, the classic that is Saving Private Ryan. It is second on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Quite surprised yeah. that you didn't go for that one. Um, I don't know if it's just because it's. I mean, I've seen. I saw Hacksaw Ridge just this year and I went to see it twice at the cinema, so I don't know if it's just because it's more fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my my memory, but I absolutely loved it. I loved um, um, I quite like as much as he's a loony, Mel Gibson. <laughs> um, I think he's a really good director. Um, I, I just loved it. I loved the fact that he was obviously um, it's about a guy who was so committed to his beliefs and his faith that like nothing could stop him from being a conscious. Conscience. I can't say that. You're going to have to say that for me. Anyway, he objected to fighting in the war. <laughs> my, my mouth does not want to say that word. Conscientious. Uh, that's it. You, you can't say either. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, just the fact that, and it was a true story as well. Like, mm-hmm. this guy actually pulled out something like 71, 75 people from a war, like, saved those many lives without a gun, without firing a single bullet. Um, and the sort of journey you see that he, he goes on from, like, everyone sort of, like, essentially hating him and beating him up to having the most respect for him because of how committed he was to, first of all, his, his beliefs, but, like, to, to save these men's lives. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, kind of at the end of the film, you get a little bit of like, you know, that each end is Band of Brothers, that they give you a little bit of interviews with the actual soldiers. You see some clips from documentary footage from the from some of the people who were there. And so I quite enjoyed that, just to sort of finish the film off that way. Yeah. But yeah, that would be my favourite. Yeah. The only reason Hacksaw Ridge is not on my list is just that, for whatever reason, I managed to miss it when it was out. So I've still not saw it. Um it will be something that uh, I will watch at some point um, whenever I get the, the opportunity, but um, I heard a lot of good things about it, and it was one of those films that I was really looking forward to, um, but as I say, I just missed it. Um, but yeah, for, for me, it's, as I say, Saving Private Ryan, not just because my name is within the, the movie, <laughs> although that's a very big plus point for it, um, but I think we've got like some brilliant performances from the likes of Tom Hanks in it and Tom Sizemore. And, yeah. Um, it's obviously a Spielberg movie, and the, the way that, the, that it opens as well, just with um, like the landing scene and them trying to take the beach, was just one of those like I think like iconic scenes in yeah. um, movies in general, like all time movies. So uh, yeah, I, I just feel like from start to finish, it's it's a brilliant movie. Well, maybe not from start to finish because I hate the bit where you've got like uh, the the old guy going to the, the grave and crying and stuff. I know it's supposed to be emotional, but it was just really cheesy for me, and I was like, oh, I can do without that. Uh, so. It's Matt Damon's character, isn't it? Aye, like, aye. Yeah. The bit of the when it morphs into his face, and I was just like, oh, no, could have done without that. But No, uh, it, it is a, it's an amazing, amazing film, and I think like for most people... When it comes to war movies, like I would be very surprised if that one wasn't at the top. Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, my voice did that thing again there. <laughs> um, it's weird when you think of some of the people who are in it, like the Vin Diesel's in it, obviously, yeah. which you sort of don't associate him with. I don't know good movies. <laughs> um, the guy that always do you, do you, you watched Friends, didn't you? Friends, yeah. You know how the guy that yeah. is Chandler's roommate for a while? Yeah. He, like, I don't know if I've seen him in anything else other than Friends and Saving Private Ryan. I've seen him in a few things, but he, he kind of pops up every now and then. Uh, um, no, it's a great film. Um, I love the... I like the sniper in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah. It's a good... I like that character. Um, any honourable mentions that you want to... Yeah, I've run through a few um, that I've got that, again, are movies that uh, were related that I, like I love. So, got Full Metal Jacket, 
Um, yep. Which focuses in a different war, which I kind of like. It's a wee bit different. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. I know it's more of a probably more of a kind of comedy more than anything really, but um, it's set in World War Two, so I take it. Uh, Enemy at the Gates, which is again a bit of a cheesy film, but I really liked because it's all about snipers. Um, one that we spoke about, I think, last week, Fury. Um, that's up there as one of my favourites. Letters for, from Iwo Jima uh, and Flags of Our Fathers. Those all get mentions from myself. Um, yeah, I also had Full Metal Jacket and Inglorious Bastards. Um, Full Metal Jacket to me is kind of like two films, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, it the, really first is. ha- the first half and the second half are really different um, couple, I've, I've put in Jarhead and Hurt Locker more of a sort of psychological look mm-hmm. um, at war uh, and quite modern like modern war films as well um, and I've got We Were Soldiers as well another Mel Gibson yeah that's, film. that's really good as well actually um, I quite enjoyed that that um, film I remember going to see that it was like one of the best at the time uses of surround sound um, I had experience in the cinema because you could like when it, like whoever was talking on screen you could hear like radio calls behind you and like bullets flying at the other side of the cinema as well I really enjoyed that experience um, but yeah Hacksaw Ridge for me same Private Ryan for you um, let us know on Twitter, Instagram uh, what your favourite war movie is or if you don't like war movies, let us know that as well. Um, so we're going to move on to some Twitter questions. We've got we actually got a lot this week. Um, we got seven, Ryan. Whoa, seven total. Famous. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of them we've well, we're only going to do three today. One of them we, we left out as well because it was about the Aladdin casting. So we sort of discussed that anyway. But the first question we've got today is from um, at Mick. Uh, underscore K86 and it is um, underrated actors who deserve a shot at a lead in a big movie or are some actors just better in supporting roles e.g. John Malkovich Yes, um, well I'll take this one first then, yeah? Go for it Alright, uh, yeah well I've, I've, I'll just run through, like I've got a list of like actors that I feel that are um, either underrated <coughs> excuse me um, either underrated or better in a supporting role um, I think we'll probably have a, a few of the same, but um, some of the ones that I've taken note of, um, my big ones, Woody Harrelson, I feel like yeah. he's really underrated and everything that he, he's in, he brings something like something better to it and raises the film in, in some way, so even if it's like something from What of the Planet Apes or to him being Hamish and um, yeah, or, um, Hunger Games. Who is it? What's his name? His character in Zombieland. I don't know, but yeah. Tallahassee, is it Tallahassee? Aye, I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, he's so right. good in Zombieland. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've got Woody. Um, Michael Shannon, I always love him oh, in something. I don't have him on my I love Michael Shannon, that's a great shoot. Yeah. Um, Sam Rockwell. Uh, J.K. Simmons, love him in everything he's in. Um, yeah. Stanley Tucci, mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo, and Brendan Gleeson as well. I love him and everything he's in. So, yeah, that's some of the ones that I took note of. As oh, that's, good. that's a good list. Yeah, um, I had some of the same. Uh, my list was Sam Rockwell, uh, Christoph Waltz, nice. uh, Stanley Tucci, Woody Harrelson, uh, Jeremy Renner, and Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Um, some of them, some of them, those ones I think are better in supporting roles. Um, as much as Woody Harrelson and Jeremy Renner and Joel Edgerton could carry a film, could be the lead, I think they're all better when they are the supporting the supporting role. Yeah. Um, Sam Rockwell, I think, is a great actor. Um, if you don't know the name, he's he's in the Green Mile. It's probably where most people have seen him. Um, is it Billy the? Is he called Billy the Kid in the Green Mile? It's called yeah, Billy. He's called. I'm sure he's called Billy anyway. The sort of psycho guy in the Green Mile. Um, he's in a fantastic movie called Moon. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you yeah. seen Moon? I did. I saw it recently. Yeah. Um, which, if you sort of like indie movies and and that are, yeah, I definitely check it out. He's kind of he 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 plays himself. Well, obviously, he plays 
character and there's a clone of himself as well so he's the only actual person in the film um, Kevin Spacey voices a little robot in it but other than that it's just Sam Rockwell on the moon by himself um, I'd definitely check that out Christoph Waltz obviously we've seen him in a couple of Tarantino films where he's been fantastic um, mm-hmm. as the, the Jew Hunter and obviously we just mentioned above in Glorious Bastards and um, I don't know his character's name in, in Django but obviously won an Oscar for that yeah Um I can't think of anyone who, though, I would have who I sort of deserve a, a shot as a lead in a big movie. Because um, all those guys we've mentioned... I mean, you mentioned Mark Ruffalo. I think Mark Ruffalo could lead any movie he wants to, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Maybe not an action. Yeah. But I feel like he's maybe better as... Like, he's one of these ones who's maybe better as a support actor. Yeah, um, probably. I feel like he's better bouncing off with somebody. He's the best thing in uh, Foxcatcher. Um, I really enjoyed him in Spotlight as well. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a big... I'm a Mark Ruffalo fan. I really like Ruffalo, so... Yeah. Um, J.K. Simmons, I guess you're right. He's He's... He's great in supporting roles as well. So I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who I'm thinking, oh, it's their chance to to I would at one point I would have said Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Um when I saw first sort of saw him in SWAT and things like that, I thought but he, he's had a couple of chances now. Um and they've just not really there've been okay films like he was in Kill the Messenger, which was which was decent enough. His Bond movie wasn't very good. No. Um, but then every time he's in a supporting role, I tend to really enjoy uh, Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, most recently, he was in the one with um, Arrival. Yeah. He was in that, which is excellent. Watch that film, everybody. Yeah, definitely. Great film. Um, next question... Um, is from at Amelia Sophia, which is uh, maybe a bit off topic. This this is her words, not not mine. Maybe a bit off topic, but are there any books would you you would love to see adapted into movies? It would be the Knots and Crosses series for me, which um, I don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're, a, they're sort of crime thriller stuff. I know. I've, I've had a wee look at them, but I've not actually read any of the books. Yeah, uh, yeah I am not a big book reader. Words and things of such are not don't go down well with me. I'm a pictures person, but yeah, uh, a few books or bookies and things like that I have read that I would probably uh, give mention to. Big one for me is one that I think could it probably would be better suited for TV, but I would still love yeah. to see it. Is um, it's a series called Wheel of Time um, by Robert Jordan. Uh, the books, I think it's like 12 books long. Um, and the way I would probably describe it is it's kind of Lord of the Rings meets an element of Star Wars, like with the Force. Uh, so that would be probably my main one. I would love to see that be made into um, a film, but I don't I don't think it could ever happen. It's too too long a series and there's too much and it probably be something that would be better suited to um, TV. Yeah, TV. So yeah, that'd be like my main one. I've got a couple of others. I think you've read this series as well. It's a Troy series with David Gemmel. No, like I've three not. Books. No, I've not read that. No, Hoggy and Bride not going about it all the time. All uh, right. Shout out to Hoggy and Bride. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love the, those three books. Like they were the ones I think really got me back into reading because I'm not. Like I've never really been interested in reading and all that type of stuff. So yeah, uh, that was like a, a book series that was like I think it had enough of like real stuff as well as like fantasy things kind of ha- mm. happening or um, fictional. So uh, yeah, I would like to see that because I I, I love the Troy movie. Like I, I know it's like probably quite a bad movie, the one with Brad Pitt, but I, I really loved that and I'd like to see yeah, it. Yeah, I like that film as well. Um, be redone and the last one one last one I'll just give mention to um, and it's a bit of a cheat because it is already a TV series but I would like to see um, a, a movie um, be made and it's for Game of Thrones I would like to see a prequel movie so just before like oh the whole war with um, yeah like Rhaegar and the Targaryens with yeah Baratheon going after them I would like to see that as well but 
again. I, I think they've spoken about that in the past, but I don't think yeah. it'll happen. Especially if you've read the first book, there's a lot of... Yeah. They, they, they talk about... That's probably from the first season of Game of Thrones, like, the, it's, it's about 95% like the same. But they, they do talk a lot more about that in the first book, about what happened in the past, and I think you get an idea of in the, the film, so that would be quite cool, actually. Yeah. Um, there's a, cu- a couple of things, books I would like to see be made into movies are already being made into movies. Um, my favourite book is Ready Player One, um, and Spielberg's doing a, a version of that. Um, a, a book that I never really thought about it until I saw the picture the other day. But Fahrenheit, I never also never knew, but Fahrenheit four five one's been made into um, a movie, which is is quite good because it's quite a small book. It's only maybe two hundred odd pages. So that sort of fits better for a movie, just because sometimes these more meaty stories probably, like you say, deserve TV shows. Because there's there's two two books I I really want to see on screen, but I, again I'm like you, I think they would be better for TV. And one's the Rook, mm-hmm. um, which is a can it's about a secret service um, that are in the UK. But it's a supernatural secret service. Alrighty. So they've all got like abilities and they, they deal with like this all the supernatural threats of the world, but they keep it all hidden from I guess like us normal people. Um it's amazing. I I think you would really like it actually. You should probably check it out. Yeah, um, and there's a another book called Station Eleven which is about uh this might sound a bit boring to you, but it's a bit like this. It, essentially, it's, it's a there's there's been a disease that's wiped everyone out, and so, and we're like twenty years in the future after this has happened, and there's hardly any humans, and it's the main sort of group of people are a a, a group of actors, um, who are travelling around the country performing shows for people, but it the book goes back and forth, so it goes back to like maybe twenty years before the disease hit, and then it jumps. Like into the present again, and then goes to when the disease started like affecting everyone. So it jumps back, and there's no chronological order to the the book, which I quite like. Um, I, I really like that book. I'd love to to see it on screen, but I think it, it would work better as TV. Um, I'm going to cheat as well a little bit. Uh, I'm going to pick a comic book that I want to see as a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Batman, uh, one called um, The Long Halloween. Right. Um, I don't think you've read that one, have you? No, I don't. It doesn't anything at all. No, it's it's probably my favorite. It's about it's probably my favorite Batman story. It's about um, there's the Calendar Man, who's the villain in it. He kills someone on every holiday. So like on Christmas Day, Valentine's Day, St Patrick's Day, like um, like Thanksgiving, all the sort of main holiday days in the states is when he comes and kills somebody. And it's a proper detective comic, um, which is why I really, that's probably why it's my favourite one. Because like when you're reading it, you're kind of like you're trying to like solve it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to see that um, on the big screen. I think it would work really well. Uh, but I want to see it with Batfleck and not anybody <laughs> else. Um, last uh, Twitter question before we we finish for today would it's from at Sarah underscore shrinks. She would like to know who, in your opinion, is the best actor in Hollywood at the moment, and who, in your opinion, is the best actor of all time. Um, well, for myself, my um, current one. So, who I think is the best in the business at the moment? I think there is a few like strong contenders out there, but for me, I don't think there's really any choice or discussion about it. For for me, it's um, old Leo. He's got to be the yeah. best in the business at the moment. Um, I don't think anybody can. Just every film he's in, like even if he, it's just him alone who's announced, like I would be instantly interested in the movie yeah. because he's doing it. Um, and plus, he seems like quite a cool guy. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Leo gets it for the the current one for me and for my all time favorite. Uh, I would go for Tom Hanks again. Just it's uh, not it's not all time favorite though. Yeah, all time. All time, who's the best all yeah, time? I think. All right, so Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah, again, he's, he's maybe not had the best run recently of movies, but there was like a time there where he was just like banging out classics and yeah. just in, like some brilliant movies, and 
I think he does bring a bit of everything to to what what he's in. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's up there as my, my favourite. I think I would argue though that last few years he stepped back up again. Um, did you see Bridge of Spies? Nope, I missed that. But I heard uh, he was good in it. Yeah, great film. You should check it out. Mark Rylance is brilliant in it as well. Um, for me, I'm I'm the same. DiCaprio, I think. You're right. If 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 he if I if I wasn't to see a movie and the only thing I knew about it was DiCaprio was in it, I'd be like, I'm alright with that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go see that. Um, I think the best actor of all time. And he's, he's certainly not my favourite actor of all time. There's, there's lots of people I enjoy more, like like Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, uh, but Daniel Day Lewis. Mm-hmm. I just think is the best actor ever. <laughs> like, and he's a he's proper weird. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like. When they were doing, um, there was it the there will be blood. Like he only used, he like he helped build the sets and stuff, but only used tools from that time. Right. Okay. Do you, do you know what I mean? He's like proper character. Like he is like the ultimate character actor. Um, I loved him uh, in Gangs of New York. Like yeah. that's my my favorite. I've not I, like I've not saw him in too much of. Uh, the Billy Blood something I've missed. Like I don't know how, how again. There's these films that slip through the net for me, and I just don't see. But uh, <laughs> I, wa- I watched I, the Will Be Blood on Christmas Day one year. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was obviously wasn't enjoying Christmas and thought, <laughs> like, how can I make this more depressing? And just sat and watched There Will Be Blood for the first twenty minutes. Nobody speaks in that film. <laughs> you should watch There Will Be Blood. I think his performance in There Will Be Blood is the best acting I've ever seen. Ever, now you might not enjoy the film. Like it, it, it's one of those films for people. It's probably not up their street. It's, there's there's lots of like long pauses and lots of like, au- like awkwardness in it because it's like real real conversations. Like obviously, movies in 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 Hollywood and stuff like that, like the the conversations are really fast and quite snappy a lot of the time, aren't they? To sort of keep you hooked in, but they they don't. They don't do that at all in this film. There's lots of silences and and um, it's uh, it's definitely worth a watch, especially if you like if you like movies. Yeah, they're, they're, I, would st- they're, they're, I would still say like yeah, he'd be he'd be somebody somebody I would acknowledge is probably being as one of the the best actors out there, but he's not for for me. He's just I've not saw one enough really. I think it's probably because Tom Hanks has got more work behind him that I can like look at and yeah go with. And, I, I would agree. Like for me, I, I, I like I, I would I would rather watch a Tom Hanks film before a Daniel Day Lewis film, but like I'm just like saying it as like in terms of actual acting, I think he's the best. Um, but I would enjoy Tom Hanks more, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and DiCaprio as well. Like is DiCaprio's for me is both like his acting's unbelievable, but I can't really remember the last film he was in that. I didn't enjoy that I've seen of his. Do you think Wendy DiCaprio could be the best? The best ever, or do you think Daniel Day Lewis has got that for you all day long? Uh, at the moment, Daniel Day Lewis. I think I, I think because DiCaprio's still got like so long that he can he can still go on for and still act. That I think he probably could. I, get I think DiCaprio that. enjoys acting more as well than Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Like, I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis, like, I mean, he's, he, he announced his retirement a couple of months ago, for those who don't know. So he's not, apparently, he's not, he's, that's him done with making movies. But even when he was making movies, he did one movie, then three, it would be three or four years later. Yeah. Before he did another one. But is it every two years, maybe every, maybe sometimes one year after the other, we see a DiCaprio movie. Um, I don't know if there's any coming out this year. Obviously, we had The Revenant last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but those two. I mean, I'd certainly agree with you on um, DiCaprio. I have no issues with Tom Hanks. I know he's a lot of people's favourite actor. Uh, quite rightly so. Um, but we should probably wrap it up there. I think we've went a wee bit longer today. Yeah. Oh, just a wee bit. That's all right. Um, so yeah, guys, let us know about any of the the topics we've discussed. Uh, today, whether it be the trailers, the the news about Aladdin or or Star Wars or uh, Infinity Wars, 
Uh, let us know who your, what your favourite war movie is. We'd love to know that and, and your opinions on the Twitter questions as well. As always, you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram at MoviePodders. Um, yeah, get in touch. Thanks for listening, if you have. Uh, and we will see you again next week for another episode. Anything you want to say, Ryan, to our lovely listeners? No, cheers for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.